You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. Here's Gene. Well, happy Monday and thanks for joining me for another week of pursuing God together. And uh, can I just say thanks so much for those of you who share these with friends and family. That means a lot to me and and I hope it means uh, something to them too. One time the uh, a Milwaukee newspaper did a feature article for Father's Day where kids sent in letters about their dads on the theme, My Pops Tops. And, and here's what some kids said about their pops, their dads. One said, My Pops Tops. My pop is willing to help with the housework, although he complains about it a little. Uh, quite a bit, really. In fact, he hollers. Well, to tell the truth, he won't do no housework. Another said, my pops tops. One time he took me to Fence Lake and threw me in to see, could I swim? I couldn't. My pop saved my life. (laughs) Another said, my pops tops. My pop is a farmer. He smells like a cow. And when I come in and smell a cow in the house, I know my pop is home and I am glad. Well, since this Sunday is Father's Day, I thought over the next few days we could kind of celebrate through influential dads and amazing dad figures in our lives by looking at one of the most remarkable stories ever told in the history of the world because it just so happens to be about a top pop. And you probably know this famous story from Luke 15. It's known as the story of the prodigal son. I think a better title would be the story of a remarkable father. You know, the Bible indicates that Jesus told this parable in the midst of a crowd of uh, colorful characters, let's say. Uh, There were some religious leaders, the Pharisees, kind of (laughs) the religious nut jobs that uh, like theology and everything, but they didn't like people. (laughs) And then there were some notorious sinners. The Bible talks about dishonest tax collectors and what the religious leaders might have called despicable people. And the years of all these Middle Eastern people in the first century would have heard this story a little different than we hear it with our ears in their context. And to get the full impact, you need to understand there were some things that a Middle Eastern dad, father, would never, ever do. You can probably think of some things that your dad would have never done or never do. And I can tell you, even though my dad has been in heaven almost 48 years, there are some things I know my dad would never do. For instance, my dad would never drive a Ford. He was a GM man. Another thing my dad would never do is dance. My dad was fun and jovial. He was a practical joker, the life of the party. I never saw my dad dance once in his life. In fact, if there's a lot of dancing going on in heaven right now, my dad is probably not a happy camper. Well, there were some things a Middle Eastern dad would never do in the first century. For instance, a a Middle Eastern dad would, would never divide up his estate early and give it to one of his sons. I mean, that just didn't happen. And that day, a Middle Eastern dad would follow what was a thousand-year tradition of holding holding on to all that he had acquired during his lifetime. And then on his deathbed, just before he died, there would be a ceremonial transfer to the oldest son and then to the rest of the members of the family. And that's just how it was always done in that culture. But in this unusual story that Jesus told, There's a brash son that approaches his dad and asks him a question that never even should have really been asked. He says, Dad, 
give me my portion of your estate now. Give it early. Basically, Dad, I wish you were dead. So just share with me my share of the estate now. And I'm going to live as fast and as far from you as I can go. Now, if you were his dad, how would a question like that go down with you? This son pleads with his dad to do this very unusual thing. And the surprising thing is, he does it. He divides the property and gives it to his son. And those listening to Jesus tell this story must have just gasped and said, no way, that's impossible. Dads don't do that. He shouldn't. He, he should have told this obviously immature and unprepared kid to get back out into the field, go to work. But Jesus wants to communicate to us something surprising about this remarkable father. You see, he's not your typical Middle Eastern dad. And I hope you'll join me over the next few days. As we look at three traits, three character traits that that remarkable people, remarkable fathers like this dad often possess. And friends, no matter what your earthly father did or would never do, let me remind you today, you have a heavenly father who cares for you. In fact, he loves you so much that he has already done what no one else on this earth could ever do to show you the extent of his love. God, I thank you for this amazing story that we keep mining riches out of 2,000 years after Jesus told it. And I pray that you'd give us some fresh insights this week that maybe we hadn't considered before. God, I thank you for my late dad, and I'm glad he's with you. Think about people this week who are going to be remembering dads. Those are going to have a hard week because they had a tough relationship with a dad or an absent dad. And I just pray that all of us would grasp this concept that we have a heavenly father who has done for us what no other dad could or would do. And we're grateful and we lift our prayers in Jesus name. Amen. Have a great Monday. We'll see you tomorrow.